calling all psychonauts. May you enjoy the days through the haze. Enjoy what is now. This episode of the Slightly Fuzz podcast is sponsored by Bud Tea Company, a cannabis apparel brand from Maine. Check them out at budteco.com. That's B-U-D-T-E-E-C-O.com. Or follow them on Instagram at budteco. Tell them Slightly Fuzz sent you. Thomas V. Yeager. Yep. Guitarist, vocalist for the one and only Monolord. Exactly. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So you guys just put out a new album, Your Time to Shine. It's out tomorrow. tomorrow well, it'll be out when this drops. But Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so the new album is out. And uh, yeah, we're, I think we are all three of us really, really proud uh, of this uh, this album, uh, we had a lot of time to work on it, and uh, yeah, it feels really, really good. Yeah, uh, I've listened to it a handful of times. I got it a couple of days ago, gave it a few listens before we spoke here, and um, I'm really digging it. I am not always super into like super slow, the low and slow thing, and this album kind of takes the Monolord sound that you've been doing and. I, I don't know. It almost seems like a little bit more accessible or um, I don't know if upbeat or optimistic is the right words for it, yeah. but um, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we haven't really like discussed the direction or anything. These, these five songs are the songs that we were fresh uh, at the moment. And we kind of felt that it was like one notch above the other stuff we had saved. So we ditched all the old stuff and just went with the the newer material. And I think it was a good choice because even though some of the older like demos and stuff we have lying around, they are great, but they would would have fit better on like Rust or No Comfort. Now this time we felt we need to step it up a notch because some of the songs and song, some of the songwriting, at least I felt it was much better than it's more, maybe more varied, mm-hmm. um, a bit more dynamic, uh, and if accessible, if you will. Um, so we just felt that this, th- these five songs feel, feel complete. Uh, we tried to, we played with the thought to add uh, like a sixth song but realized that we it felt like we were destroying the vibe because uh, even though it's not a it's not a concept album but it feels kind of a concept album in a way uh, yeah i wanted to ask about the concept I, I i know that you wrote it in kind of a response to the environment currently and it was written during the pandemic and even the title your time to shine is aimed at kind of the next generation of people is that right? Yeah, either the next generation of people or there, you could say there are a few people like right now that can do something if they want to because they have like this excessive wealth, mm-hmm. uh, but they choose to put the money somewhere else. They they could, some of the richest people like alive right now could easily really help out now. So you could say that it's their time to shine right now, okay. uh, but it's like their their decision, uh, of course. But uh, 
and comparing it with the album in like a dead animal so you can draw the conclusion that they will probably not do anything so they'll go uh, to mars instead <laughs> sure <laughs> so the sound of this record was it kind of in response to the doom and gloom of the last two years and you wanted to write a more optimistic record or a lighter record in some regard or was it just kind of a natural progression of monolord's sound kind of an inevitable think, sound change i think it's both those two things because okay. uh, we have been talking about when we talk about like uh, the future uh, is no matter in what area monolord like every part of us needs to move forward because we all the three of us agrees that we to, to do like five um, uh, albums that sound like empress rising or all the previous stuff with really long songs and massive walls uh, or guitars and bass and fuss all over all the time it's it's i think it could be a bit boring um so we but at the same time these five songs were the songs that came at the moment and not really something that was forced or it, it's just natural development at, at the same time but with change in mind when writing writing it so sure yeah so tell me about the single i'm staying home because i read that it was a leftover track from no comfort but to me it sounded a lot more like your time to shine was it kind of written in that same same headspace and you were like it doesn't fit with no comfort let's let's hold it yeah it was exactly like that okay we, we tried to like we made a track list when we had the tra uh, when we recorded i think 95 percent of no comfort we put together a song track and then espen was mixing it all and we threw i'm staying home like second song first song last song but we didn't think it fit anywhere so yeah we we decided to uh keep it and do something else and it, it was actually originally called i'm coming home uh, and it was as uh, as it was written for the no comfort session it was like in probably written in 2018 or something 17 maybe so uh, we changed the i re-recorded the the vocal tracks to change a few words here and there and we changed the the title to i'm i'm staying home instead to to make it fit the current Is it situation because of the, the pandemic yeah when i when i saw you released it and i think it was early this year right it was 21 when it came out uh, yeah, I was I like, so. no way. Did they seriously write a song that quickly and like in the <laughs> middle of the pandemic about staying home in the pandemic? I thought that was yeah, awesome. But then I read yeah, that it was it, left over and I wasn't sure. It was just uh, changing one word of the title. And, okay. Uh, I think we, I think the lyrics are kind of the same from, from uh, that session. We just changed the, I think we changed the vocal melody a little bit and uh, changed the lyrics in in the chorus uh, and yeah it fits right in there it worked yeah it worked perfectly from yeah, when you guys yeah. dropped it and yeah. uh yeah and, and like it i said it's a great song i think it fits your time to shine's style even yeah, more it's a good progression from no comfort coming out into the single yeah. and now into this one it was a great like lead into it so yeah cool. um let's talk artwork 
Yeah. Because I want to know kind of the concept behind your Time to Shine's artwork, but really Monolord just in general, because I feel like a lot of your covers are a little bit more artistic and more almost poetic in their mm-hmm. like visual appeal than a lot of doom bands, metal bands, whatever, where it's skulls and flames and blood and gore, whatever. Your albums always have this like attention to the visual representation of your music. Is that something that you find is really important to Monolord? And and what's your, how do you go about finding that music and, and, and finding think, art that fits, you know? Yeah, I think uh, all the, the three of us have, we have really strong opinions about most things. Uh, it's just like the recent year or something that we somewhat eased up a little bit on our personal, like, guidelines and rules that we have set for ourselves because uh, we couldn't get any <laughs> nothing through the, our really intense filter but uh, when we do it's it's it turns out great and uh, so the first three records we were working uh, with Daniel on writing easy of course since he was the we released the first three three on uh, writing easy so he was a a big part of finding the right image. Uh, and I think it's, sometimes it's it's just like luck finding that right image, but we have been looking through so many pictures for inspiration, it's insane. So, but now on this time, we actually, uh, we decided for the title first, because uh, we felt that it's a really good catchy uh, album name and mm-hmm. then I realized I've seen some picture of this dead hair or rabbit or whatever and I looked at it again and it's an artist called Sin Eater uh, on Instagram and uh, I found it ag- again and then I connected it to the title and w- all the three of us just immediately said well it's it, here it is and uh, so we got it from him and uh but as you say, we we have been really, we are really. Uh, it's it's into the smallest of details when we discuss artwork, uh, especially for like more important artwork. If you say album covers, mostly. Sure. So yeah, I mean it 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 kind of takes the forefront. I mean it's it almost seems like an afterthought in a lot of bands, you know. And yeah. it, it seems like the visual part of Monolord is is equally important, and and how you're it represented is. visually seems really important. Yeah, correct. So let me ask you a question. I'm going to show you something now, and you tell me how it, you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Crust, that's a good one. <laughs> I've seen that before, I think. Have uh, you? Uh, maybe. Or there have been so many variations on that cover. <laughs> so for <Okay. laughs> our covers, but it, that's, a, that's a nice one. This is uh this is something that I did for slightly fuzz oh, yeah? uh, pretty early on when I started the Instagram and I was just uh just making goofy album covers and uh yeah I think I remember it and whatnot and Esben Esben liked it and I think he commented and shared it and stuff but yeah. I was just always curious how a band feels when someone does that to their artwork but especially I think I was more nervous about sharing this one because because you guys seem like a very visual conscious band. Oh, uh, 
And I'm like, boy, I, I've made like dicks on people's album arts. I've made fart jokes. But for some reason, Monolord's crust made me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 as long as it's, you know, it, it's, it's fun and it's not like you're, you're not bullying anyone where yeah. it's all fun and games. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We had uh, also the Empress Riesling uh, cover with the oh. Empress drinking wine. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one, too. I haven't come up with anything for, for your time to shine yet, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I hope it's something. <laughs> All right. Um, I also know you guys are big coffee drinkers. Yep. And I often do a game at the end of these podcasts called Real or Fuzzed, where I show some pictures of real album covers, and I do some fake ones. And the guest has to guess which is which. And we do some fun stuff with the, the album artwork and stuff. And um, I made a special version for you. It's it's oh. metal band coffee. Yeah. So I'm going to show you 10 pictures one by one. And you're going to tell me if they're real or or not. Yeah. So the first one is Clutch. Clutch Coffee. Uh, I need to make my screen a little bit bigger here so I can see what it says. But uh, yeah, I think that might be uh, real. It's dark matter coffee. I know them. Do you? We have been yep. to the one of their locations in Chicago. That's the one oh, yeah? that is closest to uh, the empty bottle. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I, this I, one. I this real. one is real. Yeah. Ellison Coffee Coffee Roast in Peace. It's called. That's. Uh, do you know what our coffee were called when we had a coffee? I didn't. I didn't find a coffee for you guys. I was going to ask if you were going to make one. No, we had one uh, collaboration with uh, one of the guys in Truck Fighters. Uh, they, nice. uh, and we had the dark rust uh, instead of dark roast. Uh-huh. So uh, it was. And it was a really pretty good coffee and really nice. Oh, packaging. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, cool. This one. It depends because if it came now, Dave Mustaine would have said no. <laughs> but it. Um, I, I think it's uh, probably real anyway. It, this is real. And Dave Mustaine yeah. has his own coffee also. They both have their own coffee. Of course. Apparently. Of course. <laughs> As you should. The Morning uh, Creeper. Well, th- have you been so serious that you uh, put uh, uh, coffee shop logos on there too? Just uh, even though it's it might not be real, it says Dark Matter Coffee. Uh-huh. So... I'm not. I haven't seen this one, so but it might be true. Might be this one I made. This one's mine. Yeah, yeah. But I figured it would uh, lend some credibility to it. That dark matter logo, because they they do come up a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Something to think about, Uncle Acid. The Morning Creeper. Yeah. Corn Corn, coffee. Corn coffee. Uh, Or or is it actual corn in there? I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. Well, it's uh, probably legit. This is legit. Yeah, corn has their own coffee. Yeah, of course. Volume poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this is uh, the actual uh, real deal, but it's nice, though. <laughs> yeah, this is one of mine. This is fake. Yeah. Lamb of God, Memento Mori. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's fake. This is real. Oh, yeah. Sleep. 
dope roaster. CBD coffee. Looks nice, but I think it's. I think you made this. <laughs> I did. I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. Mastodon, black blood. That should be the real deal. That is real. Mastodon's got their name on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Beans for the deaf. <laughs> uh, I think it's fake. It is fake. That's Hellbilly Brew. Looks real. It is real. Man, you killed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think maybe I got you on one. Possibly. Yeah. Lamb of God coffee. Yeah. So uh, you, you love coffee and you had your own coffee. I didn't know that. Yeah, we had it for a while, but we have been uh, talking with, uh, what's their name? Oh, I'm so bad at remembering stuff. Uh, in uh, Philadelphia, they had the, they had the collab with Typo Negative, I think. Okay. They did some uh, long sleeve t-shirts with a Black Forge, I think they're called. Black, Black Forge. Forge coffee. So it might do something for the U.S. tour. We'll see. Cool. You know, sometimes when I'm recording these podcasts, my brain just doesn't think quick enough. So I'm interrupting this one. Thomas, if you're still listening, your time to grind. I already designed the bag for you. I'm assuming you can't get this coffee anywhere anymore. No, it was a couple of years ago. I think when uh, it was, we did... For tours after Rust, we had like uh, a couple of boxes of coffee with us. And uh, I think we gave someone away together with some test pressings at, at some point. But uh, you, yeah. you said you worked with, uh, with truck fighters or something on that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, names again. But Koso Coffee, I think, in, uh, in Sweden, Örebro. Oh, he has like his own coffee shop or something, right? Yeah, he, I think he roasts his own coffee. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I also discovered that you have a solo album out. I didn't know that up until yes. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I listened to it, and it's it's so much different than Monolord, obviously. But yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of people that do a solo project or a side project, and it doesn't sound that much different from their main band. And I... I feel like you, it should be. I feel like it should be way different. And, and I think you did it right. Uh, it's almost got like a country folk twang to it sometimes. And yeah, it's, uh, and it's very different than Monolord. Yeah. And uh, I have been working on the next record. Uh, so Espen, I, I recorded it mostly here at home, but both the first album and also the second album that I'm working on now. But uh, this album, I did some re-recorded some of the instruments uh, in our new place in Espen Studio and so Espen mixed it and he's mastering it right now so okay. uh, you have a single also... I think uh, is that new single off of this new no project? it's just some standalone in yeah in between um, but I think this next uh, solo album is going to be much more got to sp- spread a bit all over the place but uh, it's both more like southern rock at some point, but uh, there's the big presence of the acoustic guitar still. Uh, but it's got more of a band uh, vibe, I think. It's okay. more more drums and 
yeah, like classic band band settings. Yeah. Where does that sound come from? Did you grow up on, you know, Southern, yeah. Southern blues and country and, and folk stuff? Not so, or? Much, not so much blues, but this, this laid back, my, both my mother and my father, like, uh, listen to Dire Straits and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Status Quo and, you know, a lot of old Credence stuff. Um, so it's, it's like full circle that's coming back again. And uh, uh, actually, one of the songs, uh, my mother had gave me a piece of paper a while back. And here's stuff that I like. Can't you write a song about this? And she likes to, she, she has, um, she's been driving a motorcycle her whole, li- her, uh, whole life. So I wrote a kind of a short story about that. And uh, that's got a guy. Ryan from from Austin, he played lap steel on the whole thing, so it sounds like one crazy country and western laps. It's it's really uh, out of the box, and it's gonna be really funny to hear because uh, most of the people that that listen to my solo album they know me because of Monolord, and this sure. is the I think I'm so far off from Monolord, so I I think I'm gonna make a few people a bit nervous. <laughs> because of it yeah i hope i hope so it's it's fun to do something without any boundaries because we can't do we, we can do a lot of stuff in monolord but there's are there are certain boundaries still sure so yeah. but when i do my own thing it's it's i don't have any boundaries so that's why it's like some songs sound like could be like a david gilmore solo album thing or the next record could be like jj kale laid back or steely dan in the 70s or yeah so it's 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 just fun to do something else for sure sometimes. yeah and i enjoyed it i thought it was cool um so when did you start getting into like heavier stuff aside from black sabbath what was like an early band that got you into the heavier music uh and two was the gateway probably, band? entombed was it uh, okay. i know when uh I, I, I like the first uh, Entombed albums, the Left Hand Path and Clandestine, of course. But when Wolverine Blues came, that was the record that really floored me. And then uh, when they released uh, the one after that, To Ride and Shoot Straight and Speak the Truth record, it was like, this is the best band in the world. And I still think that they've made some incredibly good albums. And they should be should have been a much bigger band. Uh, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. uh, so that was kind of early. I remember in, in my like uh, my room I had. I when I was pissed off, I went into my room and I put in the Wolverine Blue CD and I put on my headphones and I played it so loud as I could. Uh, I was like maybe sixteen or something. Yeah. But so so that was one early band. Also, Cathedral was pretty early. Um, and I can't really. I, I had tons of black metal, and also I listened a lot to like Discharge and MTC Mix and all the old D beats, old school. When did you start playing yourself? Like uh, drums when I was eleven or something, and guitar just a few years later because I re- didn't really enjoy playing drums as much. So. Mm-hmm. 
started guitar when I was 12 or 13, maybe. What, what kind of music did you start playing? Was it more like the it Dire Straits stuff? or like No, black? it was like punk rock and 70s rock. Okay. I played a lot to uh, got my mother's Made in Japan Deep Purple live album. And I tried to play to, to that record. And also, uh, but when me and uh, a buddy of mine, U1, started playing, we played like Ramones songs or obscure covers of punk bands that you know released one single in 89 or 84 or really obscure <laughs> covers and then we moved on to more like heavy metal and then i played everything from like surf instrumental surf rock to boogie rock to yeah it's, yes it's been all do you have it. any desire to to start another band and, and do something different like like punk or surf music or anything like that I, ha- I actually have a. Um, I played in a band called The Jars when I was eighteen or nineteen, and we released some like CDR demos. Yeah. So we're gonna probably get them like mastered, remastered, and then put them up on on Spotify. And we have been talking cool. about the reunion because it was like twenty something years ago. But yeah, we live so scattered all over, so I, I doubt it will happen. But uh, you know. Monolord will probably not end forever so it would that's why i'm also my solo stuff it would be good to have something to to do when when the time comes that monolord is not playing anymore so and i have some small other smaller projects going i'm going to release a seven inch single with a uh, drummer it's more like zeppelin ish rock cool uh somewhere next year and so it's it's fun to do a lot of different things Speaking of side projects, I uh, I saw that you did a, a project with Mango Beard, the, uh, yeah. the Burning Church stuff. Yeah. But then I then I saw an interview with you, and you you have a tattoo of this. Did the tattoo come first before you went? Uh, it's not this actually the same design. Oh, okay. The, I wanted some some um, like like logo I could use for different stuff that I did, other either YouTube videos or. If I do my own prints with stuff, I wanted something on my own. So that church, one a friend of mine drew that, and uh, I worked on it a bit. And uh, I've been using it on a lot of like designs. I have a fuss pedal which a guy in Russia builds with I that, saw logo. that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I'm trying to use that as my, you know, my own thing. But uh, the tattoo I have is actually drawn by the tattooer. Then, okay, yeah. So how did it how did it come about with Mango Beard? I've been following him for a little while. He's got some cool stuff, uh, fuzz related merch. Yeah, he's been just doing shirts. just been doing a few designs for us throughout the years, and uh, yeah, he's doing all the the merch things. And we just did a collab with some belt buckles and patches and stuff, just to yeah, because it's fun and you know, you, I know. yeah. yeah. So I have a couple suggestions for for your next uh, collab with Mango Beard. Yeah, they're based on tattoos, mm-hmm. and you can feel free to use them. Mm-hmm. First one being, since you're a coffee lover, basic white girl. Basic white girl. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not really. That's not really a, a phrase you use here in Sweden. Okay. <laughs> So uh, it, no one would here would understand what that meant. So yeah, <laughs> I, I would pass. Okay. Well, they they get better. So, uh, oh, good. how about science, bitch? 
science bitch. Uh, yeah, if we have like uh, something more uh, to make it more look like that you're making coffee in that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Jesus, Jesus didn't tap out. Well, he kind of did. <laughs> Do you know tap out the brand for like UFC? No, I, I, no. I was uh, thinking about pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. YOLO, just spelled in, in dicks. That looks like something me and my friend would send to each other when we... Uh... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Michael Jackson. Uh, right. It also says he touched so many at the bottom there. He did. <laughs> All right, last yeah. one. This is the, yeah. the Monolord cat. Yeah, this is... An, I think it's... I've seen, I think, three tattoos that yeah. exactly yeah and but have you seen the guy that tattooed like uh the monolord logo all over his chest no it's really intense you should uh, see if you can find that yeah how does it's that like, make you feel as a band to see people with uh your work tattooed on them it, it, it's dedication yeah uh, and that's good i guess is it is it flattering or are you like dude we could break up tomorrow why, why are you doing that well, uh, well, if you like, you know, I I uh, I have a blue oyster cult tattoo, so do you? Yeah, it's, uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I I I find the cat stuff interesting. Is it kind of like a like a coffee thing where you're just. Um cat lovers and you decided to make a monolord uh design i can't really remember how that came to okay. uh i think it's uh, a, a guy that worked with Windhand, and we toured with Windhand on our first u.s tour and we got the connection we met him there and he was supposed to make a design and we did i think we sent some things just back and forth and uh i, th I think uh, I think that's our top-selling design of all time. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's arguably like the least metal-looking. So I don't know. I I don't know that I would that would rock the cat stuff, but I'm sure that you have an Not audience out there that's, that's totally into it. Yeah, but you have coffee designs too. I, I noticed. Yeah, we have a few. One coffee machine, and we had the first few patches we had. We had the like a patch of a coffee mug, like this big was huge so no one bought it but now everyone <laughs> wants it again but yeah we we don't want to make any new ones because we set for the old ones in like forever so yeah it's merch is a hard thing yeah well you guys got some cool merch there's a, there's a yeah. lot of cool artists out there and especially in this like doom and stoner scene that yeah. lot to choose from well i i think that we're about uh up for time here um yeah is there anything else that you want to tell everybody? I, the, the album is out now as the as this yeah. is released. So go check out uh, Your Time uh, to Shine. And, and I just hope to, uh, that all the tours we have planned, that every, everything's happening because we're really, we've been rehearsing for a few, uh, for a while now. And uh, the, the new songs we're going to play feel really, really good. And, uh, Are you coming to the US? 
we're coming to the US in March. In March. Yeah. Um, we're bringing the Swedish band Firebreather that we've been touring with a bit in, in Europe. So that's, it's their first time in the US. So it's going to be, we're going to show them a good time in, in the US. Right on. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for you. I, I really appreciate you stopping by and yeah, yeah, of course. a little bit. And I, I, like I said, I love the album and uh, everybody go check it out. Awesome. All right. Thank you See again. You. Later. See, see you on tour. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bye.